Hey there, my friends and fellow warriors. I am wanting to talk to you today about being vulnerable enough to be you. I'm just getting over a cold, so you'll have to excuse my voice. But hey, the show must go on. <laughs> so in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about why we fear being ourselves. Why we're, we're kind of scared to be ourselves, which seems kind of silly, doesn't it? Who else am I supposed to be? But hang on and I'll talk to you about that. And then, you know, really, what is it going to take for you to be vulnerable enough to be you? So here's the deal. Many of us spend a lot of time envying other people. And I think this is so true nowadays because people are in our faces because of social media and because news channels are 24 hours and they're online and there's so much access to online. When I was a kid, we didn't have people to envy, thank God, at least people we didn't know, because what did we have to, to measure ourselves against other than the people that we knew? We didn't have actors and actresses that were so visible to us or models or anything. I mean, literally, I can remember when I was growing up, it was Cheryl Teagues, and because you'd see her on a magazine, they had, you know, Sports Illustrated, they had the swimsuit magazine. I think that would come out once a year or something. And so you'd literally see things in magazines for the most part. And then I remember there was this, this Twiggy model. And honestly, she was so thin that nobody was really comparing themselves to her. So as girls, for sure, we didn't have that. I mean, I really feel sorry for especially younger people these days because there's so much pressure and so many people to compare to. And unfortunately, you've heard me say this so many times, we're also comparing ourselves to what we think these people are all about. What we think is so wonderful about their lives. So, I mean, that's part of what is going on here. We are envying other people. We want to be like them. Have you ever seen somebody that when they get around certain people or they post on social media or they start some kind of mission or message or business and, or job and all of a sudden you're going, who is this person? You know, wait a minute. I know this person. That's not really them. I mean, good, bad, or indifferent. I don't know. You know, it doesn't matter how different they're being in what way. It's just that why are they being different? Now, certainly you're more comfortable with some people. So you're maybe be a little sillier with those people than you would in front of somebody else or, you know, with, with somebody in a serious situation. That's understandable. But when people completely change around other people, we wish we were other people. I mean, it's literally not even just envying. Sometimes we covet, we wish, oh my gosh, I wish I had their life. Or again, what we perceive their life to be. Now, some people that you know closely and you think, well, no, Valerie, you don't know what I'm talking about. That person actually has a really great life. I mean, I know a lot about it. And certainly I've got a couple people in my life like that too. Probably more than a couple where I'm thinking, dang, what the heck? Why is this my mission? You know, I mean, why do they get to have this? And, and I've got all these struggles. Well, you know what? I don't have the answer to that. If you came to this episode for the answer to that, sorry, you're going to be sorely disappointed. But because we're each on our own mission and our own path. And, and part of that, you know, part of the trouble of us envying or wishing we were in somebody else's shoes in their life is that we're missing out on what we're supposed to be doing. 
you know, and perhaps we get to heaven one day and we, we have a little chat about it and we go, you know, hey, that person got to do that and that person got to do that. Why did I have to do that? You know, and maybe God will say, well, it's because you didn't know this. Let me share the big picture with you. Hey, maybe more angels will have a bigger brain and we'll understand it all. And he says, but you know what? You, you kind of messed up because your mission was just as important. Your walk was for this reason, but you spent so much time focused on this other person and their life and what you wished you had. For me to be me, this is what we think, right? This is what gets down deep inside of us. It's scary. And, and especially, like I said, in this age of social media, where we're seeing other people's lives, OPL, or what we think OPL is. I've got to keep hammering that point because lives lived out on social media may appear better than they really are. Warning, warning. And so, especially in this age of visibility, what if I'm vulnerable? What if I'm just me and people figure out how imperfect I am? Well, guess what? All those people that you're coveting, wishing you had their lives, they're imperfect too. Yeah, but a lot of them are putting on a show. A lot of people, famous and not, are putting on a show. They're not being who they really are. And you know what? I understand that you look at someone else and you think, oh, I'd really like to emulate their style. I really think, you know, and it could be somebody where you're thinking, wow, I mean, really, they have a, a great personality and they're so nice to people. And, you know, it's all good intention sometimes. But even so, and, and you can learn from people and say, yes, I'd like to be more like that. I'd like to develop this part of my personality. I'd like to refine that part. But you can't go around imitating someone else. That's really the point. It, it, it's People are always going to figure that out. I, I truly believe, of course, some people are more intuitive than others, but I firmly believe that deep down, a lot of people at least know if you're being genuine or not. And flaws and all, we want authenticity. What if they judge me for my mistakes or choices? What if I'm me and they find out this happened? What if I'm me, I'm genuine, authentic, I'm my real self, and they find out my father did this? What if they discover my child is in addiction? What if they find out I was divorced? What if they figure out the mistakes I've made in the past? What if they see me and we get scared? What if they judge me? What if they don't like me? What if they don't agree with me? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Listen, you're never going to be able to please everybody, period. End of story. If you're going to try to please everybody, you're going to be disappointed. Your entire life will be one big fat disappointment. We can never please everybody. But being your authentic self is critically important. Whether or not people agree with you, judge you, like you, Listen, we are in an age of judgy, oh my gosh, like I've never seen before. Of course, we should judge certain behaviors. I mean, hello, it shouldn't be a free-for-all, which is that's also going on in, in some regards is, you know, it's open. Everyone can do anything. You know, it's like there's no morals. There's no integrity. We can just do whatever. That's not what I'm saying. But for there's people out there just hammering on other people's lives like they're so damn perfect. And I think that even if you're not the person on the receiving end of that, it makes you fearful. 
in your own circle, in your own life, in your own world, it makes you fearful to be you because that has an impact. You know, rooted deep down somewhere inside is like, geez, what if people start doing that to me? <clears throat> Here's the thing. Some people might. I'm fully aware as I have, you know, a small but a public presence that some people aren't going to like me. I, I can't do anything about that. I'm just being me. I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm trying to do good things in this world. And you know what? Some people aren't going to like it because they're just flat out mean. They're just rude. They don't like themselves. You can't change any of that. Be vulnerable enough to be you. I mean, it's not like God made a big fat mistake when he made you. Nobody said you were perfect. We've got to quit trying to live up to some idea of perfection. And again, we get those ideas of perfection from somebody else, from other people. These OPLs, that other people's lives that look so magnificent and trouble-free. That doesn't exist. I do know people that seem to have a lot less trouble than I do and, and than other people do. But you know what? I can't get focused on that. I've spent enough years doing just that. So as you sit here and you listen to this message and you might be nodding your head in agreement, I hope you are, <laughs> and you're thinking, yeah, but what, what am I supposed to do? It doesn't change the fact that I'm scared. Valerie, I get it. All those points make sense. But I'm still feeling scared to be me. I don't want someone to find out that about me because they might judge me. Yeah, well, they might. Okay. But you know what? For every person that judges you, there's someone else that needs you to be real, to be you, because they need to see that. They need to connect with you. They need to have somebody else that gets it, that understands. I'm so glad that I finally, I mean, I've always been real. Don't get me wrong. I, I've been the kind of person where, you know, after I, I've heard this throughout my whole life. I feel like I've known you forever and they've known me for five minutes. I love that. I mean, that means I am genuine. And I've, and I've always been that, but there are a couple ways in which I wasn't being genuine. Now this first one, let me say this first one is that emotionally I was a very private person. I still am to a certain degree. And, and you know, again, we don't have to wear our, our heart on our, on our sleeve. We don't have to rent billboards. We have to run around crying with everybody we meet. You know, we're at the post office and the mailman's or post office, post office box. Hello, the mailbox <laughs> and the postman's delivering and we're crying on his shoulder. I mean, we don't have to do that. But I ran around pretending I was stronger than I was. I mean, I'm on the outside. I'm smiling. I'm good. I'm fine. My daughter's crashing in her addiction and I'm crying in the walk-in closet by myself. So in that way, I wasn't being genuine. I didn't want people to really know about Jamie's addiction. And some of it was I was just exhausted by it. But if I'm being truly honest here, some of it was ego. And, and I don't think I'm a person with a very big ego. I feel like I'm a pretty humble person. But, you know, I got to say, being honest here, being transparent, being vulnerable enough for you to judge me for it. I didn't want people to think poorly of me as a mom because it was the most important role in my life. And so I get where you are. I get that you might be afraid to be vulnerable, to feel that way. So what is it going to take to do it? it? Let me tell you what. I mean, it seems like I keep coming back to the same answer for most things. Courage. 
Okay, so you're sitting there going, I'm not that courageous. I never have been. Well, you know what? You can be. Sorry, that's not a good excuse. Not going to work for me because everyone can be more courageous. Everyone can face fears. And that's why I have the 21 Day Courage Challenge. You should go on to ValerieSilvera.com, grab a friend, go do that challenge. Because a lot of us being afraid, it has to do with we get into habits. You know, we get, we're in the habit of being scared of this. We, it's a pattern and we have to kick the habit with different patterns. And so there's 21 things and, and most of them are pretty short things, but they're really powerful, especially if you continue to do them, continue to use them even after the 21 days. That's one thing that'll help you build courage. I have the warrior mindset guidebook and a video that goes with it. It's a really cool program. You could check that out. I mean, ultimately you should work the nine weapons of hope. Honestly, that is really all about courage at its core. I mean, you're going to be in there not hearing the word courage every two minutes, but that's really what it's all about. We have to have the courage to accept our path. You need to have the courage to accept your path, not somebody else's, not some actor, not some athlete, not, you know, your neighbor, not your coworker, not your sister, your path. Find the courage to embrace it, not just accept it, embrace it, grab a hold of it. Dang it. This is my path. And I don't care how, how small it is, how insignificant it seems. I believe it's important and I'm going to slide into heaven going, did it. Okay. Did my best with my mission. Find some peace in your life. And that even takes courage. It takes courage to live in such a way that you can find peace. Put yourself into more peaceful situations. Another thing that I think is vitally important is having a mission or a purpose. I mean, really knowing what your mission or purpose is. And I want to make this clear in case you haven't heard messages from me before. It doesn't have to be something huge. Maybe you were not put on this earth to go out and create some amazing program or become a speaker or an author or build a business or, or start a nonprofit or, you know, whatever. Maybe that's not, but whatever it is, do it well and do it with passion. That's what's going to get you back up when you don't think you can get back up. I'm so thankful that I had this mission when my daughter was murdered. Because I knew people were relying on me and counting on me. And while I had to tend to my broken heart, you know, the one with the, the crater in it, the size of the Grand Canyon. Yes, I tended to my heart. I still do. But people were relying on me. And I needed to keep going on that mission. And it has helped me beyond explanation. And you know, this is a big one. Stop worrying so much about what people might think. You have no control over that. Zero. That's their problem. Stay focused. Put on the blinders. Connect with people who believe in you. Connect with people like me. Connect with people who are out there professing hope. And not just, you know, pie in the sky, but, get, you know, even providing resources and how-to and and, um, you know, ways that you can do these things and people who, who are hopeful and live with a positive mindset, it really does matter. I want to give you one little tip that you could stop doing. <laughs> I've told you some things you could start doing. Here's one thing you might want to stop doing. Scrolling social media. 
I'm not telling you to get off of it. You probably met me somehow through social media. I'm on there because I need to be on there to connect with people. But I don't spend a bunch of time scrolling. In fact, I don't even have personal. I don't use personal Facebook at all. I don't have friends. I don't, you know, I just use my Valerie Silvera business page feed and my Warriors and Hope stuff. But other than that, I don't, I don't have that. I don't want to get distracted with all the junk and all the BS and all of the contentious behavior and all of the, you know, cancellations of people and pointing fingers and all the negativity and even the notion that people have such wonderful lives. You know, that comparison that is the thief of joy. I invite you to join me as a warrior in hope. I deliver all my content, my you know programs and membership stuff in warriorsandhope.com. Once you're inside there, you can see everything. But if you go to warriorsandhope.com, you don't have to buy anything. You can go ahead and just register and get right in there because I do have some free resources. And then you can go ahead and go in there and check out some others. And then we just started a Facebook group that is also called Warriors in Hope. If you want to just connect with some other warriors, that's really important too. Because remember I said earlier, connect with people, connect with people like me. These are like-minded people. Are they at different places in their journey toward freedom from all the junk that holds them back? Of course. Everybody's at different levels in different places, a lot of different types of stories. Not everybody's stories are the same. But like-minded in the sense that we're looking for freedom. We're looking for hope. We're working toward courage. We're not laying down and trying to pull people down. And that is the danger of a lot of these so-called support groups is, is that it's just a big downer. So you should be free to tell your story, but then we're always looking for ways to get better. And that is so powerful. It's really powerful on your own and working programs. But when you take, you know, like some tools and resources, and then you also link arms with some other people, then it becomes really powerful because they're your support system. They link arms. And if you feel like falling, people can help to lift you back up. So I hope to see you in there. Get some resources because you can become courageous enough to be you. I'm sorry that whatever has happened to you has caused you to stop being you or being enough of you. Because the world is waiting for you and your story matters. So start living it courageously. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time. And in the meantime, if you want to jump into Warriors and Hope and get access to free resources and check out all of our other coaching and resources, go to warriorsandhope.com. Whatever you're going through, know that you are not alone. I'm standing right there with you and alongside you as you stand up and learn how to fight, how to become a warrior in hope.